Where are we going? Welcome to this exclusive podcast produced by Spirit Watch Ministries that will show where life in our darkening times is now turning and how you can avoid the detours of deception through the hope of biblical truth. The Lord Jesus in Matthew 24 warned us over two millennia ago and how urgently we need to heed Him now. Our host is Pastor Rafael Martinez, a seasoned Northwest Indiana-based minister, intercessor, and counter-cult apologist who will help you discern the journey of change we're all on as the last day of the last days now winds down. For more information, check out our Facebook page and our website at spiritwatch.org. Now. Here's Pastor Raphael. Hello. Thanks once more for stopping by and for downloading our program podcast titled, Where Are We Going? I'm Rafael Martinez, a minister in the Church of God Cleveland Movement, and I'm really so glad you took the time to listen in today. This podcast is one of the services of Spearwatch Ministries, an outreach of discernment in our deceptive world that has been ongoing since 1993. You can learn more about us at our website, spiritwatch.org, and keep up to date using our Facebook and YouTube links there on the page as well. Uh, While you're at it, uh, invite all your friends, your enemies, neighbors, even uh, third cousins, and and everyone all points in between to also listen in. We're always seeking to to build our audience, and we'd appreciate your help. Now, our podcast is devoted to providing biblical perspectives on the ongoing plunge of the world into the darkness of spiritual deception as foretold by Bible prophecy, and the history of fallen humanity itself. For the last three weeks, we've talked about the old-time deception of cultism in society and how it's been part of the human condition since our removal from Eden thanks to our first parents, Adam and Eve. Last week, we began to explore the powerful forms of compulsion driven by a supremely cunning persuasion which cults successfully employ when recruiting new members. These compulsions are found in what is known today as cultic mind control. The ability to change behavior by the change of thinking. And we were examining the eight specific traits of cultic mind control which can be found in any situation where it is used in human society. We learned it's far more common and even ordinary than we can imagine. And last week we examined a list of these eight traits as spelled out by the first person to define them of a searcher of three generations ago psychiatrist Dr. Robert J. Lifton. In his book entitled Thought Reform and the Psychology of Totalism, he set forth eight criteria that concisely describe how cults control their membership. We covered four descriptions of them last week and will conclude with the final four today, including some concrete illustrations drawn from from media clips that we've preserved. An understanding of cult mind control will help you see how cultic movements are powerfully enabled to transform and change people in unimaginable ways, controlling their behavior, as we've said, by controlling their thoughts and then therefore their belief. By the way, on our website, we offer free and downloadable PDF file copies of Dr. Ronald and Roth's books, which well describe the kinds of abuses in churches that employ cultic mind control, as well as a copy of Lifton's work and a summary of these eight marks of cult mind control. Visit our Spirit Watch Ministries Facebook page or the Spirit Watch Unchained blog for those links. Now, the fifth cult mind control principle that Lifton describes and is so readily seen in cultism everywhere is what is called the sacred science. A sacred science is the elevated position of any group's unique claims, revelation, 
or insight into an exalted authority that establishes new truth that's known only to those in the group. This kind of wisdom is viewed as divinely inspired and therefore superior to all other knowledge and can be understood and accessible only by loyal and unquestioning group members. There's a sixth closely related principle of cult mind control to this called loading the language. In any cultic movement, there's a unique group vocabulary used within it by group leaders that's meant to directly evoke and condition members' thoughts and practice by conveying specific meanings and therefore instructions through the usage of this group speak, as it's often popularly called. Certain words or phrases are internally redefining language meant to redirect thought of those indoctrinated into their usage in daily life. Now, this loaded language sets up a mental connection to the so-called sacred science in the mind of a cult believer that conveys the cult's interpretation on a given perspective directly to their conscious thought. In other words, they imagine the letter B when they hear the letter A. And there is an actually a very effective squelching of any independent thinking which is the conceptual inner enemy of cult mind control everywhere. We'll see how both the sacred science and loaded language concepts are illustrated in this short but revealing clip but by a member of the executive leadership of the Watchtower Society, a group called the Governing Body. This group of men have historically called themselves the faithful slave throughout Watchtower history in a perversion of Matthew chapter 24, verse 25, which speaks of a faithful slave who's known for commitment to service of his master. Now, here listen to whom Jehovah's Witnesses are told to trust and how it is explained by a governing body member. So, whom do you trust? You fully trust in Jehovah, Jesus, and the faithful slave. To a reasonable degree, you also trust all your fellow brothers and sisters. Listen to how this member of the governing body of Jehovah's Witnesses worldwide affirms that all matters of faith and trust should focus only upon, as he says, Jehovah, Jesus Christ, and the faithful slave, the very term the governing body calls itself and elevates to the place of the Holy Spirit in the life of all of the real slaves of the Watchtower globally. You hear both the sacred science of divine authority and a loaded language term to describe it in one 15-second clip. And, but you'd be completely unaware of this had you listened to this without this insight, which is convincingly proving how these two marks of cultic mind control actually work. In the seventh mark of cultic mind control, Dr. Lifton describes the reality of what is known as doctrine over person. It's a continual tension that's experienced by cult members between the requirements made of them by the group's truth claims and the difficulties or hardships this will actually cause for them. Resolution of the tension comes always at the group member's expense, advancing the group's agenda regardless the personal cost of conscience, since the doctrine and truth are, of course, beyond all question. In this chilling clip taken from the recordings found at the Guiana compound of the People's Temple, where over 900 people committed mass suicide in 1978, the calm deliberations about this ghastly act by the cult leader Jim Jones recorded how a woman cult member named Christine Miller found her desire to make her own choice in the matter being interrupted by another cult member named Jim McElvain, who understood that their doctrine stood firmly over anyone's choice. 
tense. Anyone that has any dissenting opinion, please speak. Yes, Christine. I think what I feel, and I think we all have a right to our own destiny as individuals. Right. And I think I have a right to choose mine, and everybody else has a right to choose theirs. That's what 20 people said today with their lives. I think I still have a right to my own opinion. I, I'm not taking it from you. I'm not taking it from you. Christy, you're only standing here because he was here in the first place. So I don't know what you're talking about, having an individual life. Your life has been extended to the day that you're standing there because of him. McIlvain's rebuke of Miller and the group's vocal affirmations of his reasoning put her in her place. And they reminded her that she had no other life than what Jim Jones had given her, and she had no independent way to pursue. She was to be a sacrifice and actually was among the first to die when the poison Kool-Aid was distributed. Finally, the eighth mark of cultic mind control can be seen in the group's usage of a dispensing of existence. This is the cult group's certifiably delusional determination that it has all the moral authority to infallibly determine the right of all people and institutions to exist or not exist, to declare if they're worthy of attention and a place in the cult member's life, or deserving of contempt and dismissal from any conscious recognition in reality. In other words, being made dead to those who are told to ignore it. The dispensing of existence is the mass moral judgment that's pronounced by a cult upon those elements of society around them which they believe are incompatible distractions to their members as well as unauthorized fabrications meant to disturb the controlled mindsets of the hearts and minds of their faithful. It is an effective way to totally isolate members from the world they live in and reinforce the cult's hold on them through a complete redefinition of what is actually, quote, real, unquote, around them. While this dispensing typically is found in the well-known rejection of family, friends, and personal past by cult members who join a cultic movement as a sign of loyalty to their leader, it's by no means the only application of this cult mind control mark. Far be it from that. As a final grotesque illustration, we'll listen to a Unification Church public relations film that was created in the early 2000s that was able to make Sun Myung Moon's hatred of the cross of Christ a massive exercise of interfaith recruitment to his cult by persuading Christian ministers to remove crosses from the churches. This is the first, in his words, to stop remembering what he believed was a symbol of Jesus' failure in his earthly ministry. In essence, he was able to impose one of the most blasphemous dispensing of his existences we've ever seen a cult be able to successfully pull off. The blessing movement has reached churches, mosques, and temples throughout the nation, engrafting clergy into one body, saving marriages, confronting the problem of infidelity and divorce, and healing ancient divisions amongst the world's faiths. In an historic speech in May 2002, Reverend Moon shared the painful heart of Jesus over his tragic rejection and persecution and challenged Christian leaders to take the crosses down from their churches and unite the children of Abraham. The revolutionary, the revolutionary movement will take place. All the cross on, the, on top of the churches should be turned down, taken down. 
Christ, the true parents to humankind. The people at that time didn't believe in him and put him on the cross. We had arrived at the cross rather than going to the resurrection. We spent more time at the suffering than we did at the joy of his resurrection. And uh, also, the emblem itself had a negative response as far as our Jewish brethren is concerned. There has been a wall between our older brother, Israel, and the younger brother, Christianity, for 2,000 years. The wall was supported by a cross, and the wall had to come down. On Good Friday and throughout Easter weekend this year, 123 churches held ceremonies to take down the cross. Similar events are occurring each week as Christians heed the call to trade the cross for a crown. Folks, when you have a Korean cult leader able to convince apostate American Christian ministers to remove crosses from the churches in an abominable dispensing of their existence in their faith, and I think it's time to start really taking seriously what Jesus has been saying about the deceptive power of those around us and noting that a lot of people are indeed being deceived by the control of their very minds. Now these eight marks of cultic mind control are usually combined and applied as needed in any cultic setting and seeing just one of them in action is enough to raise a legitimate red flag. It's what gives cultic movements the deceptive power they have and what raises their persuasive draw up to a next level snare for the unwary everywhere. It's what leads to division in families, the disruption of relationships, the dissolution of churches, and the inexplicable changes of behavior that shatters so many lives, leading them to make new decisions and commitments that defy description and blaspheme the Christian faith. Cultic mind control, in short, is more than just a thing, but it's a powerful form of manipulative social engineering that is destroying our world one mind at a time, and we felt you need to be aware of that. We have a list of these you can download, as well as the Lifton and Enroth books free on our website. Go to our, also to our blog, spearwatchunchained.blogspot.com, or visit our Facebook page for the links. This information is possibly one of the most important downloads you'll ever do. Understanding, understanding how deception these days uses mind control to change lives for the worse is a critical spiritual survival skill to apply to your understanding of the world and the currents swirling around you. It goes way beyond just plain sectarian cultism. It also involves so many institutions in society and its influence cannot be underestimated. Learning to be discerning doesn't come naturally, friends. We encourage you to seek such wisdom in the strongest terms possible. On our next podcast, one of our ministry associates, Mike Spencer, will be providing his perspective on cultic mind control from an older teaching Spearwatch Ministries produced some years ago. Please surf on back in to catch that this Saturday when it premieres. Thanks for listening today as we explore just where are we going prayer is that you have been encouraged and strengthened and if necessary challenged in your daily journey through life. Jesus is coming. You can fall with the night or you can rise with the sun. The choice is yours. You can email us with questions and comments at feedback at spiritwatch.org and if you need urgent personal spiritual help 
email us at help at spiritwatch.org. We look forward to hearing from you. Please follow our podcasting at our Facebook page and our website at spiritwatch.org. This podcast is a production of Spirit Watch Ministries, taking heed that no man deceives you.